And now, live from the new house in Burbank, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. He's a comedian whose comedy is so good, it's like a lamp you rub or something. It's David Huntsberger. And he's a comedian in the Michael Jordan of scratching his kitty cat's little tummy. It's Jordan Morris. Chef Jeff is here to make frittata with Kalamata Barada and an Ada named Lou. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little Danish almond puffs. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. Uh, thank you, Amy Middleton, for sending in that carbohydrate on Patreon. Patreon. Oh, my God. Was there a third voice in there? Or Patreon. That was... I threw in your Patreon with the Daniel and Renee harmonized Patreon. Oh, my God. We're going to have to take that drop on That's tour. Great. This is like your smile. Yeah. <laughs> your pet sounds. That's yeah, right. Exactly. That's right. Uh, you really can tell what the studio can do for a drop hearing that. Yeah. Absolutely. Patreon. Just that was just the, two of us, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the best one. Well, we they're get, all good. Can we get Ladysmith Black Mombazo in here <laughs> yeah. to, to say Patreon? Are they available for drops? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Ladysmith Black Mombazo, M- Mombazo is up to these days. Someone, someone find out and let us know. Anyway, though, Amy sent in that carb, the Danish almond puff, with which I was previously unfamiliar on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen, uh, is where you go to send, submit your carbs to get extra behind the scenes content. Uh, young people, if you need to see some photos of Shane Dawson and him and his, his, I don't know the pronouns I'm going for here, but Shane Dawson and Ryland, his fiance's engagement rings. They're on my Patreon, you guys. Uh, and also bonus episodes and stuff. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Now, I'm going to say hello to my guests, but first I'm going to make them sit still while I talk for roughly five to six minutes about dessert. Uh, Danish almond puffs, <laughs> also known as a Danish Kringle, which is fun to say, is the official state pastry of Wisconsin. I was unfamiliar with this. It is sort of looks like a, um, I want to say almost like a real flat, coffee cake pastry thing with uh, icing on top and almonds. It looks delicious. It reminds me of when Jordan Morris was last on the show or a time before that. The carbohydrate was like a berry grunt or something. Oh, right. A grunt never, or a grundle. I think it, I think it was a grunt. I okay. think you're, dig- you're making it more elegant. Somehow grundle is <laughs> right. more or elegant. Or grosser. <laughs> yeah. I don't, more like a taint. <laughs> <laughs> more taint-like. More, more reminiscent right. of the taint. But you said that the berry grunt seemed had all the things you liked. And I feel like you'd also be into this Kringle. Man, I, when you were describing that Kringle, you, you get me. You get you get what I'm looking for That's, in a pastry. I feel like I do. I, mean, I just like pastries a lot in general, but I love I love anything with almond. I love an almond croissant with that sweet paste marzipan. inside. Oh, the sweet paste. I could is that what it is? Is that marzipan? I believe it's marzipan. It's almond paste. It often comes in a tube, not unlike anchovy paste Oof. or toothpaste. You could just squeeze that tube straight into your mouth. God, I would love to squeeze that tube. If, God, <laughs> if I gotta Daniel, get a tube. Now, if Daniel were my here, own tube? Yes. you need to get your own. It's time. It's You're time. a man. I deserve get your own it. Tube. I yeah. work hard. <laughs> I've been good. Yeah. If for not your own tube, then what for? 
Yeah. Right. Why, yeah. Why? 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 Why am I living if I'm I, not right in pursuit toward of your own tube, a tube of marzipan <laughs> that goes directly into my mouth? Now, I had started to say if Daniel were here, and I feel that some people might have been like, "Oh no." No, Daniel. Some people may have, might have been rejoicing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's here. He's just putting Elliot to bed. polarizing figure. <laughs> That's right. He's our lightning rod. No. Um, he'll be back in a moment. And uh, but, but while he's gone, I can say, I don't think he shares the zest for marzipan that you and I do, Jordan. Yeah. Snuculos. That's right. Is that, and is that a source of tension in the relationship? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I get uh, that. The bigger ones are just that he's like secretive about like he's got a whole lunch routine. He eats chips that I don't know about. There's secret all sorts chips, of secret chips, oh boy, secret flavored chips that are in a secret rotation that I didn't know about. He's got a whole secret. Given how long I've been talking about snacks, you'd think I would want to know this. You would think it would come up, but he'll help. I'm like, how long have you known me? And it's still a surprise that I would want to know that you have like lavender flavored popcorn at your office, which sounds disgusting. It does sound gross. But yeah, the fact that it hasn't come up, the fact fact that you had to find out about it, you know. I feel like he doesn't know me. Yeah. Via Instagram story is how I found out. Mm, That's not how you want to find out. No. It's not. David Huntsberger. Hello. You've just been sitting there taking it all in. Yeah. I'm sorry. I feel rude. I'm just listening to a podcast. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not one. He started he chose- folding laundry and then he did dishes. <laughs> it was weird. Done. Yeah. yeah. Really convinced. Like, you don't listen to the whole to- thing. You kind of go in and out. Yeah. They and- caught my attention and brought me back. And yeah. then I, I was just composing an email to tell you how much I have a longtime listener. Sure. First time, first time emailer. Right. Yeah, he, he actually drove to work one way while you guys were talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People were looking at me on the train weird because I was laughing out loud. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, did you have any weird moments? with your coworkers, where you were laughing out loud and I, then they asked what and it was hard to explain i did the point to my earbuds like, <laughs> you mouthed podcast yes podcast <laughs> and they do double thumbs up like enthusiasm but they do their thumbs up in the most annoying like that's not a thumbs up oh that's like a like a bill clinton like a beep yeah it's like a bill clinton t- sort of it's <laughs> touching bit. the index too much yay yeah, get the get the thumb out get there get it up there you're hitchhiking is that like an anal retentive version of doing a thumbs up. What is that? It's kind of with, it's both <laughs> thumbs up, but it's withholding. Yeah. It's like the, uh, I've, I've snatched something from you. I'm holding mm. a like piece I- of paper and it's too, because it needs to touch the index. It is, it's afraid to get up there and just stand alone and be Af- a thumb. Afraid of what though? That's the question. <laughs> it's a whole, it, that is a metaphor for their entire life and everything yeah. they do. Yeah. That's that like the touch. kid hanging onto the side of the pool. Yep. Get, gotta, get, get those let floaties go. off and let it go. Yep. Yeah. At least let, get him a kickboard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a step in between sure. holding on to the side and then just swimming in the deep end. Yeah. Grab a kickboard. Grab an inflatable alligator. Yeah. I don't know how this relates to the thumb. I think we're probably <laughs> a, little, a little far away from that nah, now. it's the same. Yeah. Okay. Liberate your thumbs. Grab an inflatable al- alligator or a crocodile? Uh, I mean, it's depending on if Wh- you're... Which one did you say, though? Oh, I said alligator. Okay. But... Do Depending it. on what hemisphere you're in, of course, what continent you're on. Wait, is that how it works out? Boy, I could be wrong about this, but I think that crocodiles are found more in India and alligators are found more in Africa. I don't know that that's true. It could be <laughs> wrong, but that is what I think. And I will not look it up. I will continue to say it on podcasts. While we're offering our opinions before we find out anything, mm-hmm. I think both of those are wrong. 
And it's oh, yeah. just a gut feeling. But yeah. I, my gut feelings and my thought out feelings are often wrong. So, okay. And I guess like, um, you, you don't hear about crocodiles in America. I guess you hear about alligators like, in Florida yeah. and, uh, right. you know, uh, the bayou. Right. Mm. Significant portion of the southeast. A lot of crocs. A lot of, no, gators. A lot of gators. A lot of gators. No crocs. Right. If, anyway. Everything I learned from 60s cartoons leads me to understand that Wally Gator lives in Florida. Mm. So that's where alligators. And was the, do, you, do you know that because he was on meth? Is that no, how you the, could tell? I think this was before the meth thing. Okay. He just was Wally Gator. I was drawing. Who, who, uh, who and what are we talking about? You don't know who Wally Gator is? I don't, but hi, Jeff. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Allison. Well, <laughs> how am I doing so far? Uh. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, who's Wally Gator? He was a cartoon. It's a Hanna Barbera. Cartoon. Yeah, he was like a water skiing smart alley. Did he wear alligator. a sport jacket and like a hat? Yeah, I think he wore like a, a little vest and then kind of a top cat. That kind sounds of hat, familiar. Okay, I'm that was you. yeah. That whole family of cartoon characters all had one article of clothing. <laughs> yeah, one or two. Either Get him a, a hat, shirt. Yeah, throw it. Throw it. Have a have a tie that but, is, but looks but like it's none of them stuck to his skin. None of them had undergarments like a pair of pants and no shirt. They must have thought that looks right. too like fist fighty. But you can just have your t-shirt on, and yeah. that looks totally acceptable. Just Why give, just that? give him a top hat and some cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Who was in the whole family? Uh, so I think this is like Yogi Bear. Oh, oh you mean the Yogi Bear top I thought cat? Wally Gator had and other like Gators. Mrs. Gator. Oh no, I don't know if he was married. I don't know. You forget that there were, there were so many that were. There it is. Oh, he's actually he actually has a collar with a tie on it. Yes, that's what I was thinking. That's why I thought sport jacket. It seemed very dignified to me. I don't think I've ever seen a minute of this cartoon. I've just seen the images. Great percussion in that theme song. Hand drums really sound nice. Look how happy Jeff looks. I love that song. (laughs) I love love that song. (laughs) Who was the percussionist who just passed away? Hal Blaine. Hal Blaine. Maybe he had some action. He might have. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. I loved the theme song to Alvin and the Chipmunks. I loved it so much that I uh, took my boombox, which I think I bought at um, Federated. Do you guys remember? I think Shadow Stevens did ads for Federated, and it was a uh, big box store before... I feel like this is before Costco and before Price Club and stuff. Mm. Um, It's just in the recesses of my memory. But anyway, I think this is where we got the radio. But anyway, I woke up early one morning and hit play and record and recorded <laughs> it off the TV. And the sound quality was terrible. Yeah. But I still had a recording of the theme song to Alvin and the Chipmunks, which was uh, perhaps my earliest exposure to rock. I mean, the hardest person, if you did do, do, yeah. would, would shake their shoulders over and go, I know. Also good percussion in this. <laughs> wow, it's really making me happy. Yeah. I'm not as happy as Jeff would talk about alligator songs, but still. This is a good song. Well, part of my joy with the alligator was watching the credits with him riding around in a speedboat. That's pretty fun. That also sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. really good this sort of driving synth so beat man it's still around it's still doing it it's still so yeah great. it's surprisingly surprisingly modern this really holds up yeah i mean this could be a maroon five song <laughs> this is you know i'm gonna say this is as good as every maroon five song <laughs> i 100 agree with that and say that it, it it tops it yeah 
I, I, this is one of those things where you're like, I loved the theme song to Alvin and the Chipmunks. And I'm like, oh, huh. Yeah, I watched Alvin and the Chipmunks. I can't recall that off the top of my head. But as soon as that fucking started, I'm like, yep. I can sing every word every of this. Word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. This is going to seem like a big leap in logic, but these two thoughts are connected. In the same way that this song holds up, mm-hmm. do you have experiences where you think about people that you are friends with like a long time ago and, and you... I'm going to stop making it about you because this is about me. Sure. But I'm wondering... But like, there's people that are I was friends with a long time ago and I haven't seen them in so long that I would think, what did we have in common? And like, I'm sure that I wasn't that great at picking out friends when I was really young um, and and hadn't been through a lot of therapy and just... I was such a different person then. Sure. You know, I bet that... I would probably have nothing in common with these people. And then you meet up with them and it's instantly you're right back there and if for me it's always like oh i had like you're really funny and i'm really enjoy it's there's such an ease of hanging out with you um that i almost think maybe not that not to take anything away from the friends i've made as an adult but i i think that my assessment of the friend of the state i was in when i was making friends and choosing who to hang out with was actually wrong and uh i uh Someone help me end this sentence. The end. You know what <laughs> so I'm you, saying? Maybe you are you. Maybe is, 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 let me let me see if I can summarize this. <laughs> Please do. You you are you assume your assumption when you look back on you from high school or whatever. Sure. You're like, boy, I've changed. Mm. I've you know I've been to therapy. I've worked on myself. I've had all these relationships. I've had all these things change. I've I've moved. I don't live in the same place. You know. Right. I've, you know. Uh. So you're like I. So so your assumption is like the people you have not talked to would be so strange and alien to you. But then you have another thought like, wait a minute, maybe they were great. Is no, this- I, yes, everything was right. But it's not another thought of maybe they were great. It's that I, if I happen to see them again, right. I realized that the assumption was totally wrong because I still have a ton in common with them and there's still such an ease of hanging around them right yeah i mean uh, yeah i mean i think someone you like grew up with mm-hmm. like yes that's will, what i'm driving you will at. always have two hours of shit to talk about and maybe not like a long weekend right. of shit to talk about but yeah definitely like a coffee's worth or a dinner's worth i think and i feel like potentially people or we all give ourselves too much credit that we i've changed i've really evolved sure. you go hang out with someone you knew 20 years your ago. Your hair's ago. different now than when I saw you last. Sure. And I'd like to think I'm dramatically different in every way. And yet if I went and talked to like an elementary friend, they're like, yeah, it's same. Like you, there's just yeah. that similar, you just know each other. So even if you haven't seen each other in a long time, there's just, eh, I miss hanging out with you. I yeah. remember you. That's what I'm saying. I think that, I think actually maybe there's more than just a dinner's worth or a coffee's worth. Or maybe You're saying maybe there is a long weekend. <laughs> I think there might be a real three-dayer. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. The thing if you do the three Friday days, through though, Sunday. That usually comes up is like, even if you saw them every day for a period of years, you only have three or four seminal moments or activities that you did relentlessly so that day three, when you're hanging out with that person, you're like, you've run out of, remember we used to sit around and watch... Oh, remember we used to go? Yeah, you, you sing the Wally Gator song <laughs> 10 times, and, and, then, and then what? After you... <laughs> Not eventually, I'll see you in 20 more years. Uh, I, uh, I, it's just funny, I've been thinking about something similar, because, I, and I don't know what caused this. Uh, the algorithm, I'm guessing, caused mm. this. Uh, you know, the, the internet algorithms that now run our life. I had a, a strange deluge of 
people on Facebook from high school friending me. And I have a few friends on Facebook from high school, a little, you know, smattering of my besties or the people that I kind of still talk to. Uh, You know, some people who live in L.A., some people I see when I go down to Orange County. But there were a couple weeks where just every day a weird, oh, yeah, that guy... Okay, no one I like shared anything, but I'm like, yeah, sure. I went to some parties with that guy, or I knew like someone that he dated or something, and the, and I don't know what caused it, but mm-hmm. I'm 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 sure just like one happened, and then you know the thing, the web that connects us suggested me to ten other right. people, and so yeah, so I've been like thinking about those like, oh yeah, that guy type people, and this weekend. It seems like just based on my like Monday morning Facebook perusal that all of those people were at something in Orange County called the oh god I'm gonna get the name wrong the Sobroso Festival. What is that? This is a celebration of craft beer, tacos, and the punk rock of the late '80s and early '90s. They didn't invite you. Well, I I I've gone to this before. Okay, uh, I've been to this before. So like this is a, something that an offspring will headline or uh, I think a bad religion. Can or, I break in? And you may. I please. just had this epiphany. I realized I was I should I meant to reach out afterward and and uh, check with you. I was at a concert. Yes. I went and like walked down some stairs, and as I, I looked out of the corner of my eye, I was going to hand someone a drink, handed it to them, and I said, I, th- I think I just saw Jordan Morris. And they're like, oh, really? Where? And I go, back over there. I'm like, let's go. We all walk back up there. You were nowhere to be found. Wow. And so I'm like, I'm pretty sure I saw him. And it, the concert was me first in the Gimme Gimmies. Yep, that was that was probably were me. There? Yeah, no, I was I, there. Yeah. I'm sorry that's I in this zone. That, no, that's okay. <laughs> okay. But that would have been felt, fun to hang out. I know. And thanks for looking for me. Sure. Yeah. Sorry we didn't. Well, I'll, I'll stop saying sorry. But it was a no, weird thing okay. where I was like, maybe there was just a dude that looked like him. Yeah. And then one of those things where leaving, I'm like, I'm going to send that guy a note tomorrow. And I never did. That's okay. Wait, when was this show? I want to say like, Two months? No, this must. This have been was like, Christmas because they yeah, played all those Christmas songs. Right. And me yes. and I have some buddies, and we will go to we'll go to one concert a year, and we all have Descendants Christmas sweaters. <laughs> uh, you know the Descendants logo. It's a it's a little guy, and he has glasses. And anyway, so they every year the Descendants do a new Christmas sweater where they'll put that little logo into one of those ugly sweater patterns. Oh, nice. Anyway, we'll all go to a show year, and we'll wear those sweaters, and it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> if he had been wearing the sweater. It would have been easier for you to find him again, I think. Or wait, were you you weren't wearing it at the meet first? I was, yes, oh, oh, I was were. wearing the sweater. I yeah, think so. so if I remember, take correctly. back what I said. <laughs> uh, it, maybe there were a wrong. lot of sweater. There was some. I don't know. I don't know why we. I mean, it was packed. It was really I, crowded. Yeah, I think those. I mean, those sweaters, not just the Descendants one. That style of sweater is like such a thing now. Just yeah. everyone, you can just get them at Target. You can. You don't have to go oh. thrifting anymore for those. Yeah. Well, now yeah. when you approached your group and you said, "I think I just saw Jordan Morris." Yeah, how long did it take? Like, was it a unanimous? Yeah, let's go find him, or was there a sort of like uh, maybe? I, like, no, I would oh, say it was no. within thirty seconds. It was like that's a good that's, that's a, a good window. That's a good yeah, rating. yeah, yeah. It sure. was a uh, let's go get him, and uh, <laughs> the cavalry was on its way. <laughs> let's get him. <laughs> let's kick that guy's ass. <laughs> um. Oh, anyway, but I just like I part of me is like I should have because all of these people were at this thing over the weekend, uh, and I was like, why didn't I go to that? I would have had a chance to see if I still how long I could talk to these people for, and maybe mm-hmm. we would have gone on a long weekend. Yeah, with Chris Glidden, a guy I had an English class with. <laughs> he was there. That Chris? Yeah. Um. Yes, I 
am distracted by the fact that Glidden sounds sort of like what you thought the the grudge grundle oh grundle Glidden, yeah <laughs> Ooh, do i get a Chris glidden or a grundle right. what uh, do i want today with my coffee i think i think what i was trying to say before is that oftentimes when i see people that i haven't seen in a long time where i would have thought our relationship was just situational right like oh it's just because we all went to the, you know we went to sure. college together or we had this in common or we had this job in common or whatever um and then i hang out with them and i and i'm reminded of why we were friends mm-hmm I think this is really possibly a. Uh, I'm just expressing my deep love for humanity, and I'm very being uncharacteristically positive right now. Yeah, and I would like everyone to recognize. It seems like you had kind of approached it from a worry stamp, not negative, but worried that either you were different or that your ability to suss out good friend I or bad friend. I think that's what I I thought. Maybe there was like, or I just thought. I feel like you know I was just like bumbling through life just. Just, just bumbling, whatever. just bumbling, just bumbling, bumbling for your grundle. And- <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Not to be confused with bobbing for grundle, which no. is a very messy uh-uh. Halloween. Sure, activity. yeah, that's something. Uh, well, I got the my wife bumper dinged at the swatting <laughs> gobble. <laughs> yeah, just bumbling through. Bumbling life. for grundle is something the wife only does on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a wife. Jewish girls don't even bumble for grundle at all, I've, according yeah. to a lot of jokes. Sure. Is that a that's like a common kind of joke? Is that that Jewish women are are a snooze in the sack? That they don't give blowjobs. Oh, okay. Mm. That's okay. what bumbling for Grundle is, right? What are you? What that's are you not imagining? what I thought it was. I no. thought I was eating ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, hi. What would you say bumbling for a Grundle is? <laughs> oh, is it a Grundle or bumbling for Grundle? Bumbling for Grundle. What if? Me. What sex act is bumbling for Grundle? <laughs> uh, blowjob. That's I'm- why we're married. <laughs> you guys. Yeah. I mean, what else? It could uh, be- well, what else would you I thought it was bumble ass. for. Well, a grundle is a, a very specific anatomical area. It right. Is? It is? Jordan understands, right? I mean, it, sa- it does sound like... I think you can... I a grundle was like some- a monster. <laughs> no, that's Grendel. <laughs> the- oh, All right. That's who Beowulf killed. Yeah. That's <laughs> Grendel's be- Beware of Grundle's lair. Yeah. It's a very dangerous place. A grundle... Can I, I think it's, it? it's a synonym for taint it's a, in some it's a taint, in yes. some regions. Oh, so the northeast. Yeah. So a bumbling for, tu- for <laughs> Oh wait, <laughs> I can't even. Is this is it for real? That well, I mean, as real as synonyms for taints can be. Yes, it's, well, I thought. <laughs> but you heard think, someone I think, like I don't think it's in a medical dictionary. Someone's you know fallen off their bike. Oh my grundle! Like that. Yeah. They've said it in that. It's a real term mm, for yes. taint. Hmm. hmm. I've never heard it. Nor have I. Uh, maybe it's a regional thing. Could be here. Orange Wait, County and Orange, Philadelphia. Orange County and Philadelphia. Says it. Yeah. But I'm from Orange County. I never <laughs> well, heard it's from Grundle. From Trump, you're Grundleville? It's from <laughs> North Orange County. Wait, there's another word for taint that it's like it's has something to do with it's not this and it's not that. Does anyone know this word? That oh, I'm that's, going that's for? taint though. Taint your ass that's and a taint right. your. <laughs> Oh my god. Yes. Gooch for gooch. <laughs> oh chode? boy. I love chode. But yeah. I think chode, oh, yeah, chode. chode has yeah. other meanings but- as well. <laughs> Hang on, I have to write down a time code. <laughs> the taint thing. I'm <laughs> I'm becoming my mom more every day because she was saying one time that uh you don't want to put spoons when you're putting spoon like cutlery in the dishwasher, you don't want to put spoons next to each other because they'll cuddle. 
I'm like, mm. there's a word for that. It's a spoon. Right. Um, although mine is more funny. And <laughs> yes, taint is what I was going. It tainted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going for. Okay, just to go back for a second. When you guys were saying that Grundle is a specific anatomical thing, I was laughing so hard because I thought you guys were like put it, pulling pulling the wool over Daniel's eyes mm. because he just mm. got here and he didn't know what we were right. talking about. But it turns out I was in my own reality. Dave, which reality were you in? The the let me explain the 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 one that Jordan and Jeff were in, the one that I was in, or actual reality. I think I was in actual reality. I, I felt like or a world where Nazis won World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Jeff, and he seemed genuinely like you know, like he was trying to like we come on, Jordan. You know, we we should we tell everybody? And it it seemed genuine. It seemed sincere. Like they knew what Grundle was, mm-hmm. and I was desperate to know. Now you do. Being now. children of the playground, we knew. Right. This is a, a couple of playground According boys. to Urban Dictionary, the land of Grundle is the magical place <laughs> located south of the balls and north of your anus. There's been a lot of uh, energy put into finding names for that area, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like two is plenty. Yeah. Yeah. What is the medical name for it? Perineum. Perineum. Well, Ooh. I don't. Jeff, could you check? Yeah, is that, I thought that <laughs> men was a, have a perineum as well, right? Because in a woman, it's the perineum. Um, in fact, and I talked about this on Childish, my other podcast that I have with Greg Fitzsimmons. Uh, I had my six week checkup, and it's funny when Daniel looks at me sometimes, and then I recall, oh yes, I'm talking about very personal stuff on the podcast that we no, are both on. I know you're used to it, um, but I haven't even told you this. So anyway, my six-week checkup... Somebody's got their own secret chip, it sounds like. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, with the doctor, we we talked for a while, and um, it was the first time I'd seen him since the delivery. And then when he did the actual exam, it was like... Like, this is a man who's been... Reached far inside me and pulled a baby out of me. Um, but the actual exam was like the tiniest. That's how they get them these days. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> just fish around. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> Coming out. Yeah. Uh, they pull out some long string of hankies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like that claw machine at the bowling alley. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Uh, you get a Powerpuff Girl. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sometimes you don't get anything though, and you think you will would have. You almost got so many things. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, it's just. Sure. Anyway, uh, the actual exam was just the tiniest little like boop, just touched <coughs> me for a second, looked, and then was done. And I was like, "What exactly was he looking at?" And he, I think he was just checking to make sure everything looked good in the grundle. Yeah. <laughs> According to the internet, perineum is the same thing as a grundle, mm. and it, it? and the headline for it is actually grundle definition of grundle by <laughs> medical dictionary. And when you click on it, it takes you to perineum. Now is that does does gender gender enter into it or sex rather? I is don't I don't believe the same so. on men and women. Hmm. Hmm. Everybody wins when it comes to grundles. Yeah, although I do see it spelled two different ways. So, but we'll save that for another show. No, we won't. G R U N D E L or L E. I'm seeing L E as the more the more common version, but according to this whatever internet dictionary thing, uh, there's an E L in there. But I go just D L. You know, oh. like, it, like it's a nap. <laughs> yeah. Grundle. No, you could no. take the U out too. Oh, Grundle. Take, yeah. take out all the vowels. Yeah. Yeah. Let's shrink it up. Grundle. Grundle. <laughs> oh, hell, my Grundle. I hate bicycles. Darnation, my Grundle. <laughs> grundle oh, is fun. It's also called a gooch, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. That feels yeah, that right. makes gooch, more gooch sense. Came up. Oh, anyway. it did? Yeah, I think so. I said it. 
I know because I said it. In this conversation, my um, database of taint and synonyms, limited. It just goes to taint, basically. Mm -hmm. I think... Didn't have Gooch in there. Man, I'm loaded up now. Grundle and Gooch. (laughs) I think the center of my brain that holds these things got a little bit scrambled. And when I was confused about taint being like, it's not this and it's not that, I think a little bit I was thinking of Framunda cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Everyone here know what that I is. don't know that cheese. It's the cheese from under, <laughs> you're under your ball. We're all learning something. So wait. From under. From, from cheese under your, like, what is that actually, though? Like, <laughs> Smag, ma. Ah, People used gunk. to talk about ball, ball cheese. Gunk. And I, ju- I mean, well, this is getting really gross at this point, but from under cheese, I thought was a from myth. Under. Like, there's no... F- cheese that shows up no matter how many days you haven't like showered <laughs> yeah. or something but then i talked to someone oh i've had it huh but, yeah i mean i guess i am aware of the myth of like foot cheese mm. the similar product is right. similar but there's mm. no cute names for it I'm yeah gonna just, i'm gonna puke <laughs> <laughs> allison's level just of amusement <laughs> bringing up this topic <laughs> and it's still going on gone now Man. it's like a thousand Wally gators <laughs> is what you're seeing coming out of allison now. i've just come into my joy. i know i know yeah that is a, I mean, that is a great like thing for your like uncle to whisper to you at Thanksgiving, <laughs> like when he's like had a couple of beers, like you ever heard of Fermunda cheese? Don't mm-hmm. tell your mom I told you this. <laughs> Just to drive the point home, how mature or immature I am, uh, went <laughs> <tee-hee>. <laughs> went to uh get my taxes done went to see our accountant today he is. This is unrelated to the story, but I just must share this part. He's a tall, thin man with only one volume and it is booming mm. and but it's not like he's yelling is it voice immodulation <laughs> did you say modulation or immodulation immodulation incapable of modulating the volume of a voice that's a that's a real condition May- wait do you have a robotic sounding voice like that or is you it just, just yeah people just talk kind of like this and they're unable to like lower their voice or raise their voice at all it's just kinda- that is how he talks Will Ferrell used to do a character based on oh, that. Oh, yeah. But I it's am unable real, to control the volume of my voice. it's based on a real condition. Voice hmm. modulation, incapable of, I can. But what's weird so is... Weird. Darling, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> From under cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's a fun <laughs> thing to say in that tone. Mm-hmm. Here's the weird What's thing, the difference though? between a taint and a gooch? <laughs> I got a bad diagnosis today at the doctor. I, it turns out I have from under cheese. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Sweetie, we're in the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> gobble your... What is it? Gobble your grundle? Bobble? Bo- bobble bumble, bumble bumbling your grundle. <laughs> Why won't the wife bumble my grundle? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's the weird thing, though. I almost feel like he should do voiceover. Like, there's nothing weird about his voice. It's very deep and resonant, like the voice that you're doing, Dave. Um, It's just very booming, even if you're right next to him or he's, if you're walking down the hall and it's like, yeah, he's in. Yeah. Uh, He only has one voice. Have you ever said to him, hey, man, can you take it down just a half step? No, we don't have that kind of, I don't have that kind of relationship with anyone. Hmm. Maybe Daniel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, you just tell me to shut up. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. I go, shh, shh, <laughs> baby sleeping. <laughs> uh, anyway, so loud voice guy. Um, You're about to run a red light. <laughs> loud accountant. You're about to run a red light. I have had 
uh, a 401k from a job that I haven't been at now for 12 years. Is it 12? Yeah, about 12 years. And I just have some, not very much money sitting in it. And ever since I've started seeing this accountant, so ever since I moved to California, moved back to California, so years and years now, every year, we talk about how I should roll this 401k over into an IRA. It's about to get really exciting, you guys. I get, you know what? Exciting money. I talk. got a little tax fact after this too. So really, it's I think that this time. will be a, this will be a rich vein. Yes, uh, I should roll it over into something where I can be putting money into it for a retirement account. But it's always like, you know, ah, you got time. But yes, you should like you should do that. But it's not like a you know you're busy. Da da da. Just put it on your list of things to do. Uh, in fact, it even came up on childish and greg was like make that your resolution like do it this year so i really need to do it so anyway it's like it's this ridiculous thing that every single year i still haven't done it and i feel embarrassed about it but this year when it came up he didn't give me the usual like ah you know whatever you're young you got time you got you got the house and other more important stuff this year he was like yeah you should really think about doing that because look none of us are getting any younger mm, <laughs> wow listen death comes <laughs> death comes for us all <laughs> constantly stalking us and it was a real uh moment to take in i don't think his mood changed i think my age cha- mm. age changed <laughs> so it was time for me to realize yeah i may laugh a lot at ball cheese, but I'm old. <laughs> he looked at you the way one looks at a wilting flower, honey. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh my God. He's like, gather ye blossoms. Well, it's too late, but mm. just do what you can. Yeah. Uh, on the topic of... Tax this, stuff? Whoa, I got... What do you want to hear? You want to hear a... You want to hear an... Uh, I, this person thinks I'm old anecdote or a tax anecdote? Both, please. Ooh. Yeah, you teased up that tax one. Yes, yeah, you know, why don't I do the tax one? <laughs> And maybe everybody else has a tax one. Uh, I last year, uh, because you know the new the new tax code does not allow for like freelancer write offs. Mm-hmm. So like things you can write off as a freelancer, like you know your cable bill or your phone bill or you know things you need to to you know uh, acquire and do work uh, are now not allowed. So my my tax guy, um, and if I could do an impression of him, he's please. Li- uh, he sounds a little like this. He kind of has one of these. It's very low and very guttural, and yeah. uh, you know, not a lot of excitement. But um, well, you did all right this year. <laughs> you, you did all right this year. He'll say that's like if Todd Berry weren't an accountant, and I yeah, love Todd Berry. yes, it is I'm a very like Todd Berry kind of dry like, delivery. Dry, yeah, yes. Um, he, uh, so, you know, his advice last year was to incorporate, to, Mm -hmm. to create a, to create a corporation and like pay myself through that. Um, so when we were doing it, he was like, so what do you want the name to be? Jordan Morris Productions. And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. And then he just typed it in and now that's it. And I'm talking to my other friends who have done this and they all have fucking great corporation names. (laughs) I have a buddy who is the East India Trading Company. Oh, that is cool. Uh, another buddy who is Funky Kong Productions. Who's Donkey Kong's party animal friend. And (laughs) there's just all these great names. Now, is this the kind of thing where you can name it anything even if somebody else has that name? That's a great question. I don't know that. I don't know if... No, you cannot. I actually went down a rabbit hole of looking up corp names when I was setting up my business. What are you? Well, I don't want to say, but (laughs) the shocking thing was... Jordan Morris. Morris. (laughs) (laughs) The name that wasn't taken that I almost took, I was so tempted, was Evil Incorporated. That's not taken? That's not taken. That's really good. It was available. And just imagine... Evil Inc. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Let me me give you that check. What did I make it out to? Evil Incorporated. Evil Incorporated. (sighs) 
So it's a missed opportunity. Jeff. But there are great ones if you if you kind of go down that rabbit hole and start searching like Vandalay Industries. There are a bunch of different. Variations oh, you could be like that. a fictional company. Yeah, it could be like the Globex Corporation right. or something. But fuck, but, I messed up. But can there you are ones not redo you can't it? change it. I don't know. I bet it's. I'm sure I bet can. I can change it. But I don't have to get a new, a new credit card. I don't know. Oh, you already got a credit card. I got and a credit card. Yeah. But there are all, there are all kinds of great people. People making great sub-references to TV shows and movies oh, if you search it. Maybe you could be Jordan Morris Productions doing business as something. You could get a DBA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's cheap. That's, that's sure. probably bucks, easier. You can do that. Okay. I can drop 60 bucks on that. Yeah. Should I have given out my production company name? Was that a bad move? Can someone, like, hijack me now? No. Uh, I, I mean, so. it's your corpse, so you're covered. But What's sure. this... The sweetie that you've got up your sleeve that you're going to replace Jordan Morris right. Productions mm. with. Boy, when I said Globex Corporation, I'm like, maybe I want that. That's the evil company that uh, Homer Simpson goes to work for for an episode. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the um, Albert Brooks played. The- yeah. Hank Scorpio. Hank Scorpio. Yeah. Anyway, that would be pretty good. But honestly, I don't have a ton of other great ideas. That's not that's not even a great one. That's just a dumb fucking 30s white guy thing to do and think it's funny. And Have you figured out what your production company name would be? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I should. Perhaps I will need a production card to come on after yeah. a TV show or something yeah. one day. I mean, that'd be the life. Or it's just, it's just a piece of notebook paper with Jordan Morris Productions Incorporated written on it. <laughs> <laughs> but you probably see the pencil writing it or yeah. something. Oh, right, yeah. Um, I believe Greg... And then the hand's folded up and it turns into a butterfly. <laughs> <Da-na-na-na>. <laughs> Sit, boo-boo, sit. Woof, good dog. Uh, I think Greg Heller decided to just have his be called greg productions That's and whoever good. he was saying it to was like are you sure <laughs> like yes just greg yes greg just greg it's me greg i produce watch how, me produce how is it determined whether you just have like a picture of you as a kid and a wacky font or you have a whole thing that takes longer like sit ubu sit yeah i don't know it's a great question yeah the um boy i went to see us the other day and the jordan peele's monkey paw productions does it logo. Do crazy shit? It's like a whole, it's like a little movie that happens. It makes you think that the movie has started. It's like so long before it gets to the actual logo. Huh. Um, I need to hear about that movie in a moment because I've yes. been reading about it even though I'll probably never see it. But I first got a I cold need... take when you're ready. Really? Read that ad. I got a cold take. I can't. You thaw that take out. <laughs> um, I need to tell you guys about Away, uh, who make luggage, which I'm obsessed with. Allison Rosen is your new best friend, is supported in part by Away, makers of first-class luggage at a coach price. Um, so I'm sure you guys, you must know Away luggage, right? I got one. You did? I took an Away bag to my last three-day weekend. Do you love it? I do love it. It rules. It totally rules. How could uh, just a few changes in a suitcase revolutionize your entire suitcase but it really the fact that it's it changed it's packing got four for we i look i previously was just a two-wheel gal and i would see those people pushing some are pulling some are pushing some are pushing it sideways you got the option and i thought i don't need that but i did need you that did, because now i own two away bags i have the carry-on which you can charge your phone in it's got a, ch- a battery to charge your phone in it so you can just be the cool person sitting there charging your phone in your with your suitcase you don't have to right you're not go, sitting down by the cinnabon yeah like you're a not jerk tethered that's where the one outlet is to an outlet and you're not you're not elbowing people out of the way for access to the outlet yeah you just got your you're you're super cool it's what you are and then i also have the large uh and i got them in two different colors because i like to spice it up but now i feel like i need to get the medium because i have a short trip coming up but it's not so short that i can just take a carry-on i don't know actually 
it is so short that I could just take a carry on, but I like to take a lot of stuff. I, I just think I need to add to my away luggage family is what I'm saying. That's how much of it you'll want all of them. Choose from nine colors and four sizes. The carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, or the large. Both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge all cell phones, tablets, e-readers, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord. A single charge of the Away carry-on will charge your iPhone five times. Lifetime warranty. If anything breaks, they'll fix it or replace it for you for life. They're also very light. They have um, It's a hard shell suitcase, but they're very light. And they have an internal compression system, which is amazing. Um, and they have a laundry bag inside. And it's just like a very well thought out, uh, affordable, awesome suitcase. It just is. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash BFF20 and use BFF20 at checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash BFF and use code BFF at checkout. All right, you guys, are you ready for Jordan Morris's cold take on us <laughs> it was pretty good but not great really yeah wow. that's not what i've been hearing oh really interesting i mean i, felt, I just feel like i felt like i does. yeah i felt like i that me com- coming uh, that's 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 the thing i've heard rocketed at me was that oh, everyone enjoyed that. it but is it because everyone you follow is kind of in a social circle where they probably know him sometimes there'll be things i'm seeing on twitter as Oh my God, this is so amazing. And then you realize, oh, everyone who's saying this like knows Nick Kroll (laughs) and it's Nick Kroll's show and, and it's like fine. Wait, are you talking about Big Mouth? Because I thought you no, I, that. I really like Big yeah, Mouth. Big I'm Mouth's just great. I'm just pulled him okay. out of the air. I'm but yeah, I know what you mean. I feel like if we you know we socialize with so many comedy people and like we follow a lot of comedy people online, yeah. and it's like if someone is working with someone on a production that you don't know mm-hmm. about, or someone thinks they want to get cast in something, yeah. you know, it can be like. OMG Pet Cemetery remake <laughs> is my everything. You're like, oh, this person is probably like has a meeting with this company in two days. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I I'm aware of that phenomenon. You kind of have to like a little bit suss out people's people's now, effusive gushing about something. Here is what I have heard. I've heard that Us is like a true horror movie, and Get Out is not quite. A horror movie. It's like a more of a thriller. It's not that scary. I've yeah. heard that Us is a lot scarier. It's kind of a slasher. It's a little more of a, a little more of a Halloween uh, Friday the Thirteenth type deal in a fun way. Like it's a it's a blast. It's Get great. Out? Is that uh, what we're talking or, about I'm now? talking about Us. Oh, it's okay. a little more of a slasher. Whereas, it's very funny too. It has a lot of laughs. Well, I've heard that Us is truly scary, and Get Out is not as scary. However, having read yeah. the synopses of both of them, uh, Get Out seems a lot scarier to me. I was more actually scared in the theater watching Get Out, and in Us, I was just having fun. Interesting. Yeah, that's the reverse of what I have heard. Anyone else seen any of these my, movies? You know, you bring your little, you bring a little baggage to a horror movie. I think <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen it yet. Um, everyone keeps saying it's not as good as Get Out. Interesting the take. I'm hearing. We're I all guar- hearing different takes. I guarantee you'd be scared of both of them. I was scared just reading the synopsis. I don't know the plural of synopsis, yeah. um, but. But like I said, reading us frightened me less than just reading Get Out. Hmm. Uh, that fucking trailer for us is terrifying. I haven't seen that. Oh, the trailer's so scary. It's like the, yeah, it's like it is hard to believe that a movie could be as scary as that trailer was. And I think the movie is less I have scary than the no trailer. sense of what that movie is at all. Except there's like dual. Clones. Okay. That's what I was going to say, clones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of murderous clones. 
it's yeah it's a hoot it's a goddamn hoot um yeah maybe doesn't like wasn't what's yeah not not the not the mind blower that some of those movies you know those kind of like highfalutin horror movies can be but uh it's a blast and really funny too and i think uh maybe doesn't get enough credit for having a lot of good comedy in it i read an article and i don't know if it was in the atlantic or you know what given that i don't know it doesn't matter (laughs) um i read an article saying that it like it's secretly about generation x and ha- I haven't seen it, but oh, I was like, I really don't think that's what it's about, though. I mean, yes, you can read that sure. into it, but I feel like it's more, wouldn't you suggest it's more about race relations? Uh, Based I just on having read about in it. In what way is it? could it be about Generation X? <laughs> How many of us have seen the movie? One. Let's get down and talk about what do you think it really is about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, to- okay, that's fair. <laughs> But go ahead. Uh, uh, to me, I thought it was a uh, a kind of a horror version of of the kind of the chaos that happens when you try too hard to keep up with the Joneses. It's mm. kind of about maybe modern modern FOMO and modern kind of class jealousy a little bit. Maybe we, you know, maybe there maybe maybe the the uh, the moral is that even maybe even if you don't know it, there is a class of people looking at you being kind of a dick and resenting you and maybe they will someday rise up mm. in jumpsuits and stab you with scissors. Gotcha. <clears throat> Who said that it was about Generation X? I'm curious. It was either The Atlantic or Vox or New York. No, it, I think it was in New York Magazine. Hmm. That's. I would be interested to read that take. Just Google, as I did, us, Jordan Peele, Generation X. Okay. And uh, and you will get that take. Sure. I also did a lot of reading about rabbits. There's a lot of articles, right? think pieces right now on the oh, meaning yeah. of rabbits. Sure. Uh, I had a goal for myself on this episode, and I was going to say it at the beginning, but instead I'm going to say it now because this is my moment. <laughs> uh, my goal was, let me back up. I've been very anxious lately, and I am someone who... Now I realize like my whole life I've been pretty anxious, but I never really thought what I was feeling was anxiety. Um, And I'm still unclear on like, if is anxiety experienced as feeling nervous, feeling worried, feeling agitated, or is it like a physical sensation of like, I feel kind of shaky, my heart's racing, I feel sweaty, I feel like I'm about to have a panic attack. And maybe those... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe that's just the first few things anxiety worry um are just lesser lesser uh like a lesser level and then it sort of progresses into the panic attack like physical thing but i have been feeling um like physically like especially today just like i can't really focus i feel like my brain's everywhere i feel a little warmer also i'm not dressed for this hot weather at all but so i am overly warm but um but like just jumpy and just nervous and like not truly gonna have a panic attack but like physically that's how i feel and i've been and like i'm driving like a real asshole like i'm driving like someone who just learned to drive just like (laughs) stopping and starting and like oh wait i meant to turn there and ah, like my apologies to every single person with whom i shared the road can you theorize what set it off? Do you know? Was Having an exciting... another child. Oh, sure. <laughs> so. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I had it after Elliot was born as well. Yeah. And this transition has been so much easier. Um, I had a, a, a good experience giving birth to him, and we have more help now, and I'm just more experienced as a mother. So I felt like it's just smooth sailing, and now I'm realizing, no, a lot of the same anxiety that I had before of just... Um, I was telling Jeff a little bit before we started the show. I just feel this 
my my responsibility has both actually and uh like practically and uh whatever the opposite of practically is just emotionally impractically (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just feel like i i have so much much excuse me this is okay i have so much more responsibility now um that i can't calm down I'm just like nervous all the time. You feel like you should be tending to something when you're not. Yes. And I'm just, I feel like, oh my God, now I have to keep two little people alive. Even when someone else is watching them and they're perfectly fine. But it's like, I don't even have specific, it's like beyond scary images flashing in my head. It's just at all times I feel nervous about my current station in life. doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And I think that it'll just... We'll get into a routine and it'll just go away and like, you know, and it, it, it'll be okay. It's just sort of a temporary hurdle. However, I've noticed that I feel like I'm not, I, my podcasts are suffering a little bit. Um, I still think overall they're great. <laughs> sure. But I just mean my performance. All the, all the Tate stuff's been very good. Oh my God, episode. I know. <laughs> but, As a listener, I just can tell you. <laughs> Thank you. I loved it. As someone who comes to hear the podcast live. <laughs> Um, but my performance on podcasts, I feel like I can tell because normally I am a little bit halting and I question what I say and that's just me, but I feel like it's just tenfold and sometimes I'll be trying to get somewhere and I'll be trying to say something, but I'm so outside of myself listening to myself say it that I stop and restart and like, I'm, I'm like Allison times a million, which I think is a reference to something that we had talked about a long time ago. Like, cause you talked about feeling like you were being like Jordan times a hundred and like, what is that if you're, but so anyway, my goal was I'm going to try not to do that. And I'm going to try just to adhere to what I'm saying and get through it without starting and stopping and being like, Oh wait, no, but and it's melting down. (sighs) Yeah. I know. I, I, I definitely also feel like when I am, when I am anxious, I'm I'm driving poorly, and maybe I shouldn't drive. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like I m- my anxiousness. Uh, uh, speaking of yourself, times a million, I get I get way more fidgety than I'm already am. Like I'm a fidgety person. Mm-hmm. It's one of my traits, one of my key traits. Uh, but yeah, I feel like when I when I have something that uh, like a like a kind of a bad thought that won't go away. Um, food boy, I just get so bad, and I definitely like. I'm like, yeah, maybe don't drive while you're doing this. Maybe, uh, right. yeah, maybe take an Uber. Do you, you're a fidgety person. Yes. Do you feel like you have any nervous tics? Because I, and I don't know when it started, but I'll just like sort of like flex some muscles in my face. And I think that it's not noticeable at all. And then I'll oh, see yeah. a video of myself and I'm like, oh my God, it is the most. <laughs> right. Like I already know if I were ever impersonated on SNL, and I'm not saying that I'll get to that level of being publicly ridiculed I bet you will, way. and I bet it'll be a thing where they have to invite in a more famous person who's not in the cast to play you. Oh. It'll be that big. It'll be wow. like Tom Hanks will come in once a month <laughs> to play you. Well, I just know the whole thing is just going to be someone scrunching their face in huh. weird, sort of uncomfortable ways. Uh, I do a lot of hand stuff. I do oh. a lot of like flexing of my wrists and fingers. Mm. You can't so, yeah. really put that on a dating profile, but it says a lot like fidgety because then you can really describe like in what way. Yeah. I, I, I would be like, oh, this person, that's interesting. So you're saying I should put that on a dating yeah, profile? Because like, yeah. <laughs> like everything stuff? else is just sort Looking of Looking for like a, a fidgety daddy. <laughs> <laughs> fidgety for you. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give me something to do with my hands, I'll say. 
I need something to do with my hands or else I feel lost. I, um, I don't talk like that. Do you feel like it comes out in your podcasting? Because I feel like I'm... Usually I can shut it off, but yeah. except for right after I have a kid. You know, <laughs> I think... Uh, I think when I am... Hmm. I, guess I When I feel anxious, I guess I don't... I don't notice a lot of... Like, I don't get the kind of chest tightness. Mm-hmm. I just kind of have a hard time focusing on anything other than my doomed thought. Got it. So I think I, like, I'm a, a worse listener. And yeah, I think sometimes, yeah, I think podcasting in that state is no good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I think yeah, I mean, I think I am a fidgety person who has a hard time focusing. And I think when I'm uh, uh, having, a, having a bad time, I think that, that ramps up in a crazy way. Both those things do. You know, it would probably take your mind off your doomed thoughts a product or a website (laughs) well what if it what if it's both but really it's something that's gonna revolutionize your Mm -hmm. online furniture shopping experience it's joybird uh it's this is a website that makes one-of-a-kind furniture made to your unique taste the stuff is really really stylish and really cool and kind of mid-century modern but they have more than that um and joybird believes that you should never settle when it comes to your home furnishings you should always have the freedom to be boldly original from idea to reality they empower you to create the space and furniture that brings you joy uh, turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options from mid-century modern to contemporary classics, customizable in an array of fabric choices from rich buttery leather and plush velvets to every color imaginable. And they have a wide range of kid and pet-friendly upholstery options available too. Um, free personal design consultants to help you nail down your perfect design. Each Joybird piece is made by hand. Um, it's all it's it, limited lifetime warranty included. It's really cool looking stuff. They even I've shared this story before, but I shall share it again. Uh, Daniel for a long time has been in love with Dr. Melfi's chair from Sopranos and mm. said he couldn't find it. And I wanted to get it for him and I could not find it anywhere. Joybird has it. Now I don't want to get it for him anymore. But that's the kind of cool stuff they have. See how Thanks, jo- honey. <laughs> See how Joybird is revolutionizing online furniture I shopping. I just started the Sopranos. You just thought of it? I just started it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, let's talk we'll about to, that yeah. after this. Nah. <laughs> Create, the furni- <laughs> Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash Rosen. Go to joybird.com slash Rosen and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code Rosen. Okay. Do Does everyone here experience anxiety? Like I said, I thought I when, whenever it would come up, I would always say, no, I get... I get depressed. I don't get anxious. I figured it was like one or the other. And then it's only now looking back that I'm like, no, I've been anxious, like quite anxious my whole life. Um, mostly since meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> you made a little dino there while we were oh, in the thanks. commercial. Yeah. What did you um, make him out of? What is he? He's a pipe cleaner. Oh, This is cute. where I put my anxiety. <laughs> um, Daniel's fidgety too. Yeah. I'm fidgety. I think that I would experience anxiety when I was on deadline or something. Um, my mom always said that if I was in school or when I was in school, when something was due, I would go to hell like that. I would just like be so, but that's your version of hell. Yeah. I would just like be so, I'd get really serious and, you know, but then as soon as I was done, I was fine. So that was kind of it though. Um, yeah, but living with you, like I have been more anxious. Oh, you're being serious. No, no, I am serious. I know. Um, I think that it's hard not to absorb the anxiety of the person you're with, you know, 
And so I've, I've definitely n- noticed that I've been more anxious. This is nervous. Um, yeah. Sorry. Well, you know, uh, we, we can talk about how sincere that apology was. It was not. Yeah. Well, maybe you're making some pipe cleaner dinos, though. Making That's a, a good whole tribe. He's cute. No, um, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a new. It's, I think it's kind of a new thing for me because you're um, often ang- anxious about things that I wasn't expecting to have anxiety around, and so then I don't know at first how to deal with it, and sometimes it comes off as insensitive. Um, so it's been a it's been a learning process. Um, not to take away from the fact that I, that you might be soaking up my anxiety. Are you sure though that it's that as opposed to you are also anxious because now we have two children? Mm-mm. Okay. You sure? Yeah. Not feeling any anxiety about it. About having two children. Nope. They're, doing, I mean, they're I have, doing great. Yeah. Not, not for those reasons. Not for like the, oh my God, there's like another person I need to take care of reason. I'm anxious sort of about... I don't know, like how the world that they're going to grow into and the kinds of men they're going to become, but those aren't like pressing anxieties. Those are just like general, I don't know. Like, Remember, I, oh, sorry, like you're worried they'll be into circus shit? Yeah. Or, or puppeteers or something Oof, like that. Yeah, you, know, you don't need it's that. Like, there's, no, <laughs> there's no career. Um, Remember at the hospital when I was in the midst of labor and my mom, my mom came and visited and you and my mom were talking about all your fears about what's going to happen to the environment and what kind of world is there going to be, if there's even going to be a world left. And I actually, I had to say, this is not calming me down. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all watch First Reform. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but that's more of a generalized worry than it is an anxiety. I just think I don't know I don't know if there's like a technical Grundle, difference. Grendel, Grendel. Yeah, I don't know if there's a technical <laughs> difference, but I don't off. I don't have like panicky like uh um but like my I had a lot of people with anxiety in my family and I think that I um just saw that as is um you know, when I was growing up I saw that as unproductive. And so I I just felt like that there's a saying it's kind of cheesy but it's true. It's like it's like debt paid on a debt that never comes due. Like you're a lot of anxiety is like, yeah, sure. You could be anxious about that, but you're just ruining your day. And it's not like you're improving your ability to handle the situation. So you're just paying on something that may not even come to fruition. Like the worry that you're worried about like nine times out of 10 isn't going to happen. So then you just ruined your day for nothing. But um, I've had to learn <laughs> that that's not a helpful thing to say to someone who that someone is anxious <laughs> is all very legitimate. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough. It's a tough. Like little, you know, it's a tough mental mental trick to play because yeah, I mean, I think with anxiety, it's like okay, I know the thing that I'm worried about is not real. I know it's not, but for whatever reason, it just kind of sticks around, mm-hmm. and even sometimes like trying to do that just like this isn't real this isn't real this isn't real sometimes in a weird way that makes it worse yeah but um, i think because you're, you're trying to deny it you're trying to push it away yeah <laughs> sure as opposed to just like sitting with it and being like yeah i feel really scared right now mm-hmm. and that's okay well that's that's what i've learned at first my first instinct was like you should not be anxious about this for x y and z reason that turned out to be unproductive um and so what i've learned is that yeah it's better to just acknowledge 
because it's there's always something real underneath it. It's never a, a delusion, right? So you just go, oh, okay, yeah, that that's something, you know. Um, but let's just, yeah, it takes the power away from it mm-hmm. a little bit. But you're talking about like a time when I'm like ruminating on something that I'm concerned about, and I just like my can't can't get my mind off of it. Versus this feels more like I caught the flu, but what I caught was ang- like it's a physical feeling. My brain isn't even anywhere with like uh, <clears throat> neuroplasticity, and I think we'll reach a point in the future where we refer to things that, that we call now disorders. I'm like that was offensive because it's more like an irregularity. Like disorder makes it sound so like oh you're different than everyone. Like, like your thing, is, yeah, yeah, it's like out of order. <laughs> Um, but they would like people with OCD and I think anxiety ties into this as well to recognize it, but then also let it be. So like, if you need to touch something a bunch of times to say, well, I don't need to touch this five times. My disorder does, or, oh, I don't, I don't really need to sit here and stew about this, but my anxiety seems to want to. So then let it, and you can kind of distance yourself from it while still like feeling it and being in it. I think that helps develop new pathways. New channels. I think the problem though is, identifying it as something that isn't real Mm -hmm. or maybe that's not the right language, but like, you know, uh, you said like, it's my disorder. Was that the word you used? Yeah. So it's like, that would require understanding that it isn't like something you should be worried about. And I think that that's often hard to do because it always comes in the guise of something that like legitimately could be something to worry about. So, uh, um, yeah. I think the uh, intrusive or oppressive thoughts that typically it's weird when, when they're happening and you're obsessing on them, there's a part of your brain. that's like, why are we not all always thinking this <laughs> all the time? Mm-hmm. This is the most realistic, logical way of thinking. And then you're just constantly, this is meaningless. What are we doing? None of this matters, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think Westworld really nailed it where like if you just had something to run from or run to, your life is caught up with actions. And we're all trying to do that, but everyone's kind of medicated as they are doing it to like, yeah, this matters. This is fun. And then stopping, this fucking doesn't matter at all. It's just a constant (laughs) cycle of it's not fun. What am I doing? This is all bullshit. (laughs) And so the the system in a certain way has kind of reached this plateau where everyone is feeling that i would i would if i could do anything for children raising young men especially and i there's no way i could do this but like when i was 17 i had to live up in the mountains taking care of some cows with like no phone no internet no nothing for like 20 miles just me like sometimes the kid i was working with i'd ride 10 miles away they're like bear like carcasses of cattle the bears had ravaged and shit like that and i'd be like once those start, thoughts start coming in, you can just get caught up. What if my horse breaks? It's like, what if I'm going to just be, I have yeah, to sure. walk and et cetera. And then you just start to start going like, then all of a sudden those obtrusive thoughts are your best friend. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm fucking just another one of these stupid people that crawl around on the planet. None of this shit matters. And then it becomes like a little more helpful, I think. Then you can just kind of ease out of it and sort of zen it out. I feel like that. I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. I feel like. So if you were raising men, you'd take their phone away and have them herd cattle. Is that what, is that I, what you're I, saying? I'd give them like a Westworld scenario where you really mm. have to be placed with like, a, okay, my survival kind of mat- mm-hmm. depends on my wits. Would you do the cowboy world or the samurai world? <sighs> Both good. Both yeah, very good. Good worlds. Very good worlds. Because you, ha- you have to kind of recognize like me being worried about this isn't going to help shit. Like mm, me just sure. sitting on this horse and being nervous, he's going to feel it. And now we're in a real pickle. So I just got to kind of mellow it out. And 
I feel like that's so helpful. But I, it's not like I keep that mindset all the time. It's all really interesting. I think I, when we talk about this stuff, I realize how little I understand any of it, to be honest. Like, I don't have any real thoughts on it other than I think that we do live in a society where so many of those primal things have been abstracted. Like, those instincts that we developed, you know, evolving for millions of years, you know, we don't hunt and gather. We go on we grocery shop like everything we're so removed from any of the do things that. i just order groceries now yeah that i just think that there's a, there's a ton of instincts that we have that get projected into weirdly into other things and then we, we just can't figure out what why we're so it's there's this um <clears throat> one thing i've been thinking about recently is like how much you know we we evolved needing tribes and having a community and how much that's been um, just removed from our modern society and how we're all living in our little boxes constantly and how that need for community gets um, channeled into like sports. Like we still need that, but it gets it gets expressed in really unhealthy uh, ways. And I think that that's easy to see in that, but it's everything. And so I think maybe a lot of your anxiety is yes. just feeling like there's danger but i don't know what it is like yeah, i know I, mean, and, I think it's like also just triggered by having another child all of a sudden it's like a, a biological anxiety yeah i am sure there are probably hormones that are kicking in that <laughs> that, that perhaps too, yes are not in our brains too it could be that as fellas mm-hmm. um that it, oh sorry go ahead. oh no uh, uh i i was just gonna say i think an interesting thing that i've noticed about my worrying is that I think you know? I think some a thing about me is that I I think I I hustle. You know, I'm I'm a I, I'm a I'm a hustler. I feel like I'm always you know even if I'm yeah I, I I do a lot of stuff. I you know I I get my deadlines done ahead of time. You know I do a little extra. I'm a real extra credit type. Um, <laughs> and you know and I think that you know it's 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 maybe kind of like I'm like okay well I realize my limitations. I know. Uh, I think something I can bring to any project is just like working a little harder and having a little bit of a better attitude than the next person who might be a little more talented than me, a little more naturally gifted, but but sometimes those naturally gifted weirdos can't get shit in on time. Mm-hmm. This guy can get something in on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, reliable. Yeah. So I think I, I think that thing that, you know, that has has been good to me is also the thing that hurts me in those kind of quiet moments. The like hustle, 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 do it, do it, do it. So I think that sometimes that thing that is, you know, was kind of a survival instinct a mm-hmm. little bit or something that I've cultivated to, you know, to be successful is like, oh, but this thing also, when you're just sitting around the house with nothing to do is kind of poisoning you a little bit because it's like poking you. It's like, why aren't you doing something? Should do something. You're just, why? why? I, I mean, I don't know. I'd do something if I were Right, you, like you, you can't know? be, like you're not enough if you're yeah, just still. Yeah, exactly. You sure. always have to prove yourself. Right. So. Yep. Is that anyway. similar to yours? You hustle, I would say. I feel like I I I consider that one of your qualities. Hustle. You. Um Yeah, I mean it's interesting because we are there's two different even though they're both anxiety, it's two different things I'm I'm talking about because one is sort of it sounds like more what you're talking about, which is just like constantly feeling like there's something you should be doing, something you right. need like what am I forgetting? What am I this? Da, da, da. Like I just can't settle down. Um versus like a physical anxiety of like I feel like 
panicky. Yeah, it sounds like you're, what you're talking about is almost something else. Well, okay, so almost like like a, a manic my, state, like where no, somebody. No, it's it, it's. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm not saying it is manic, but it's it, where it's like you're you're just you can't settle down. It's more of a like a constant agitation. That's not what you normally. I wouldn't say that's a normal no. characteristic for you. No, but I know people who have anxiety and this is what it is like for them. Like they're like they get panic attacks and like I think it's a very physical sensation. But anyway, um my thyroid medication ha- is in the process of being adjusted because after pregnancy oftentimes you have to take a smaller dose. So I'm wondering if it's making me feel speedy. Yeah, you it mentioned can. like the similarities to having like the flu or something like that. I mean, does your I always feel like when your mind's experienced something, then it, a lot of times at least has the awareness to be like, oh, this will go away. Yeah, you I know? think this will go away. I think it's just a sort of haze that I'm sort of in right now, but I don't like it. Yeah. Like, it's very uncomfortable. And I do feel like it has affected me on podcasts a little bit. I'm hoping it's slight. I don't I'm sure it's, what if it's as glaring as my weird <laughs> facial muscle contractions? <laughs> but what if that's just what aging is? Everyone gets yeah. a, I mean, athletes deal with that. We're like, ah, I just, I had that one bad game. I'm, I'm fine. People are like, you're old. Fucking yeah. retire. You know, and then all of us, that's yeah. our inability to recall things. Oh, what's, um, oh, I didn't sleep well last night. Like, no, that's a new you. Yeah. You're, just, <laughs> you're like this. You're like this yeah. now. You, you can't remember who was in Demolition Man. <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> yes, I... Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester you still got it. Wesley Snipes. Dennis Leary. Good in that movie. I can remember who was in Demolition Man. <laughs> You're the youngest guy alive. <laughs> my first experience of that, the way I think of it in my brain, is like I go to reach for a book on a shelf, and I have so many, there's so many books on so many shelves. And like I used to be really good, like my memory was really, really good. And mm-hmm. and uh, I could go to reach for the book, but like instead of pulling out one, three come out and I look at the wrong one or like I reached it a little bit. It's just like, I can't trust that I'm reaching for the right thing and getting yeah. it anymore. I think that might be That's father time. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, and so does my accountant. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> David, do you have anxiety? I had this brief period where I was like, like waking up like that after an hour after going to sleep, which is this weird sort of chest pain. Like, what is this? Mm. And it was just sort of life things of, which I think, I think when you hustle and you're like on top of it, people that like build empires and they stay up all night and then they reach a point and they go, Oh, I forgot to make any friends or have a mm. relationship. And then they like put it all together. Everyone's doing that. Like, which pile are you growing up? Mm-hmm. Your, you know, your close friends, your, your people that you love, your, your career, whatever you, ch- and hopefully you're doing it in a way that everyone's happy with the piles. And for whatever reason, I, I was, I think that helped me like stop having those moments. Cause I was like, I'm going to have to get like some medication or something. It only happened two or three times, but it was so jarring and like just sitting like, oh, God, I'm going to die one day and I didn't do enough stuff. And like just, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that weird feeling was so it was like embarrassing. Uh, but it, I think I just talked through it or had the feeling yeah. in my head like this. Like it's two away. in the morning. There's nothing I can do about it now. Right. Like yeah, I should yeah. at least just go to sleep. And <laughs> yeah. then. But that's what you're saying of like those thoughts where when you have them, you you know that you're like something's off, but at the same time, like I feel like maybe I'm seeing reality more clearly than ever. Like we yeah. are all going to die one yeah. day. Totally. And if you have any vision of like where you thought you'd be or see yourself each year that passes, like are you staying close to that path? Are you anywhere near it? You know, mm-hmm. like people- Well, I mentioned to um, Fitzsimmons on Childish, I, I haven't 
for the last few years, I haven't, but I used to always get sort of depressed and introspective around my birthday because it's another time to sort of take inventory of like, where am I versus where I was trying to go? And he was like, I hadn't explained it that way, but I, I, his, it was his birth or the day before his birthday. Um, and I said, Oh, do you get depressed? He's like, no, why? I'm like, oh. But he's, <laughs> he's not a happy go lucky guy at all. Yeah. Um, he definitely has, has his demons too, but that is not one of them. I was watching part of that movie, The Switch, with Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston. Do you know that? Mm-mm. She's getting like... Um, it's where they get the new uh, Nintendo console. <laughs> get the Switch. Well Just them playing time. Smash Brothers? Yeah, it's, uh, t- but they're good at it. Yeah. Uh, it's a, he. Um, she's getting artificially inseminated and then like oh. he switches the sample and then spends time being like, I think this kid is mine. I think I got really drunk and did this thing. And then he's spending time with the kid, and the kid's like, aren't you excited for your birthday? Oh, I remember hearing about this. Wait, it's okay. Not important, but how does he switch the sample? She, like, leaves it in the bathroom or something. Or he's he's there to He's her husband? He's, like, her best friend. Oh. And he he hates the guy or something like that. Like, for whatever reason, it was, like, come over to my house and do it. It wasn't, like, in a clinic. Mm. And so he sees it, like, gets all drunk. And then I don't remember if you see it or not, like... So you're, as a viewer, kind of like... Well, yeah, there's a lot of weird contrivances to make that yeah, plot yeah. work. So wait, <laughs> Come so over wait. to my house and inseminate yourself, <laughs> and then I'll jack off, but you're, you left the thing, and I also was jacking off in a cup. Yeah. I can't say I'm so remembering it, it perfectly, but it's something to that effect. Right, yeah. And then as the movie goes on, you're like, I think this is his kid. Mm. But he's like... The kid asking me, like, why aren't... Are you, do you, you celebrate your birthday? He goes, not really. And he goes, why not? He goes... That whole thing you just said. And I was like, I have never heard it like crystallized like that. that. Most people get to a place that each birthday reminds them of how f- far away they are from where they thought they'd be at that point. And it's yeah. very depressing that. Mm-hmm. I, I, got, well, I got one coming up in a couple of weeks and spumming me out. Really? really? Yeah. This is, I think this will be a sad birthday. But you're I'm doing great. Brace, I'm doing, I'm, 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 yeah. You, you know, have I an need amazing to, tan. That's true. I, I am more tan than I have been in the past. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, I have a speedo tan, in fact. Really? That you can't see because of the clothes that I'm wearing. But yes. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's true. I should just I should just focus on the tan, mm-hmm. and then just like talk about this is my tan year. Do you have this <laughs> thought sometimes that like I don't know if this gives more anxiety or like just makes me laugh it off? That like the people that enjoy their birthdays and that have fun. They have fun because they do those things, not because their life is going great and then they decide right. to have fun. They approach everything with that kind mm-hmm. of like exuberance and mm-hmm. then therefore things seem great because they go through life that way. I'm like, maybe I'll – and I just start laughing the moment I have the thought of picturing myself doing right. that. Like, Having a birthday <laughs> week. It's my birthday week. <laughs> Wee! It just it makes me We'll do a up. bar. We'll do a brunch. <laughs> But go to does. Magic Mountain. Yeah, man. Get a bus. Get a whole face painting crew thing going. Really live it up. Get a face. <laughs> Do you see people on Instagram who have face painting crews? Is I'm that what you're trying, feeling? FOMO for a face painting childish, crew? Or like the, the most like childlike way you could spend a birthday. Yeah. Your face would be having a Yeah, having a... Oh, yeah. A, an old woman paint your face like a cat. <laughs> I have tried... No, bad. I just have a butterfly like, on my cheek. <laughs> oh, I thought you... I, I, I was picturing lollipop. full cat face. No, no. I, yeah, come on. I'm tasteful. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I really am trying to remind myself that like the only moment that you live in is, is what's happening in the present. Sure. And were you just saying this, Daniel? Or maybe Greg was saying it because he was talking about The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Um that like the past is regret and the future is worry or anxiety. I I know I just heard someone saying this. I'm not. This Probably is not Greg. my own. Um, 
And like all you really have is now. And that is so true. And I, so I've been trying to remind myself, and especially like my now is filled with two amazing babies and a husband and a dog and like lots of good stuff. And if I could just soak that in and, but like, but like I said, it's not like thoughts that are freaking me out are going through my mind. It's more just a feeling of like, I can't settle and I feel nervous. Um, okay. I think that we should, (laughs) I know, I just had a moment to be like, fuck, how long have I been saying this exact, how long have I been talking about this? I think this is relatable. But I think one more thing about the birthday thing. Um, I think it's not just, it's also not just like, where am I versus where I want it to be. I think that you get to a point where you accept that like, maybe I thought it was going to be this way. But more and more I'm, and I was chasing that thing, but more and more I'm realizing, oh, that was sort of just a dream. And the reality of my life is what's staring me in the face. And this is, this is really what's going to be the reality. Mm-hmm. And maybe I don't need to do X, Y, or Z that I always thought were like, I, I guess I'm talking about, I'm personally realizing, I think that my, my goals have changed and what's important to me has changed. And how do I feel about that? I think that. First of all, Dave, what you were talking about, I used to have that too. The wake up thing? I think it was for me, it was more like 30 to 45 minutes after I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Where it'd be just like, a, what? You know, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, and then you're just wide the fuck awake. Yeah. And you're just like, time to worry. It's the worrying hour. Let's do this. <laughs> and um, try and watch TV and not retain any of it. Man, and it was just. Because you're it, worrying. Yeah. And it was the same existential shit of, you know, I'm going to die and, and I'm having accomplished. Da, da, da. And um, I don't know. I. Because I, I, I've been listening to you guys talking and thinking about it. And I, I think there was a point in my life, maybe when I was. I had a job at a company that was like fucking insane for just a few years ago. And that year was crazy, uh, stressful and everything. And I think during that period, one of the things that I I thought about a lot was that what makes you unhappy generally um, is not embracing the choices you've made. And not saying this is this where I am now is what I've chosen. It's that feel. It's the it the unhappiness is the feeling of um, discrepancy between where you are and where you want to be, or where you think you should be. And if you can just say like I'm, I am where I like I am a product of my choices, and I am, and I say yes to this to make it sort of cheesy. Like it kind of takes all. It took a lot of that away from me. That anxiety. Now, the fear, if you, and this is, I think, why people don't do this, is that it'll remove your um, ambition. Because what that means then is that you're happy with where you are. Um, So that's the trick. But I've, and in a way, it did remove some of my ambition. I mean, I used to be very, very ambitious. And now I think I have, um, I've sort of, I don't know, like I I still have things I want to do, but I'm not like, Oh my God, I need to, you know, uh, I need to conquer the world. Um, but I'm happier. I mean, this weekend we were, I was sitting in our house with our boys running around and I felt like I didn't have anything that I was torturing myself with. I didn't have anything. I had just worked on some book. I'm trying to build these bookcases. And so I was like, 
out in the sun working on these this wood for you had Wendy by you. Yeah, for like a few <laughs> hours I was exhausted. I I, I Elliot every day comes home from his walk uh having picked a lemon. He um there's like a guy who has a lemon tree who's like who said every day you can pick a lemon. So every day he comes home and we had this big bowl of lemons. So I made like two gallons of lemonade out of the lemons that my son picked. And it was delicious. Uh, I was the only one who drank any of it. But <laughs> and so I had a tall glass of lemonade. I was sitting in my house and I just was like, this feels good. Like this feels like when you're on vacation and so I was thinking a lot about that and I just think it's it was a lot of my ability to feel that was not force or not having the the need to think about where I wasn't or what I needed to do or what was I I could just be there and be with the boys and be in my house and um so yeah I think that's the trick is just saying yes to your life even if it's like a shitty thing that you that you hate like if you just do that to yourself and you say okay I know I have to get up I have to go to this shitty job and work for this asshole who I hate and with these people blah 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 but if you just say like no I'm here though because of choices it doesn't mean I'm going to be here forever so yeah this is what I want to do today your day will be better because you will feel like you chose it it won't be something that's happening to you I think yeah, I'm um, writing a book. And on the way home, grab a grundle. <laughs> grab a grundle on the way home. And if you can sneak some grumble grubbing yeah. into your day. I think you're bumbling a grundle. Bumbling a grundle? Well, I think that's what we learned. That's how on. you do it. Yeah. Bumble a grundle? Yeah. I, I grumble a bundle. Get your grundle bundle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I feel like we should go out on that inspirational note. I'm remembering now you were going to, you were jokingly talking about writing a book. Call it, what, what were you going to call it? Say yes to your life or something? Something cheesy. Like just saying, yeah, like it, it banged lemonade with time. Wendy. I know. <laughs> it, it, listen, it all sounds cheesy, but I'm telling you, like for me, that's what works. I'm no, not saying that would great. ever work think, for anyone else. Yeah, no. I it, think sometimes when you know, as comedy folks, sometimes we resist, you know, sincerely saying what's going no, on with ourselves. <laughs> it's always has to have a little bit of like distance from it, and it's nice. I think it's nice to hear about uh, a legitimately nice moment that someone had without. You know, a bunch of it, jack-off it, jokes hey, in there. I mean, I, look, the butt. problem, you know, the problem is that, you know, we don't live in a culture that says that it's okay to just be modest about your ambitions. Like, there is this sense that you are a better person the more ambitious you are. And so it's really hard. And you may actually want things that some of your friends have. And... That stuff that can really get under your skin. It's not easy, but um, I remember this. Um, <clears throat> the Smithsonian had this little snippet in the magazine, physical magazine. I get it. I have a pile of them. I never read them as fast <laughs> as they come. <clears throat> but uh, it was this historian, and she was like, "Yeah, digging through some archives, and the phrase the American dream was about the actual dream of like equality and everyone coming here and having an opportunity to have a successful life. That wow. was the American dream. Right. And it just got co-opted over the years into like, you got to work every minute you're alive and be a billionaire. That's the American dream. And we've all just accepted that. It's, it's such a weird thing. It sounds like somebody worse. needs to go see a little movie called Us. <laughs> I think it's even Ooh. more It's even more sick than that. Um, it's not, you got to work 
your whole life and build that. It's you've got to land on that million dollar idea and become a bazillionaire. You've got to be Kendall Jenner or whatever the fuck her name is. It's like you've got to Kylie, Ky- whatever. You There's know, a Kendall like, too, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, but, but, but who gives a fuck what their the name is? Kylie's I'm just saying, like, you got to be, you got to be that person, and and and. Just, I'll make this super fucking quick because no one cares but me. <laughs> but it's interesting. I might when, care. But Dave, when you're like talking it. about the history of, of American thought, like before 1849, it was accepted by Americans that, you know, the, you could get a plot of land and work that land and what you, what you could sell or, or, or grow yourself was what you made and that was fine. And, and people were happy with that. And then they found gold in the California River, or the American River in California, and and it was it made everybody insane. Like the entire world came to California because there was suddenly this idea that you could reach your hand into the river and pull out gold. And they were there were articles about how you could you know people were selling uh, like oils you could put on your body and roll down the hill and gather gold on your body like <laughs> that sounds fun, sounds fun. I know. <laughs> yeah, but, this, the, but what happened was that the notion of uh the relationship between work and what work yielded yeah like a lottery became was gone and suddenly it was like you could have a fortune without working for it and that i think is now how americans think about wealth they don't think about it as something that you necessarily have actually earned it's you you got a lottery ticket in some way i sold a script or i you know uh, strike it rich you struck it i had an app and it made me a bazillionaire it's like you know that dream of becoming a billionaire like do you think that zuckerberg's work product like his actual work on an hourly is worth the money he makes per hour of course not Right, but it's like that's how we think, and that's why we're fucking miserable. <laughs> but I think it's also, and then I'm going to end. Um, I think it's also a, a distinctly American thing for each person to feel that they are destined for greatness. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, we all are at this table, and oh, the of course, naturally, <laughs> Jeff especially. But there is yes. <laughs> We're all destined for greatness. We deserve it. We're entitled mm-hmm. to it. We have most of us have already achieved m- much of it. I'm sure, but there's a fair well, amount of people out there 80, that 90% aren't percent there. And and, <laughs> and um, your ability to to feel like that is accomplished has has changed to something impossible. So well, like, it, so yeah. like. It, it maybe one, once it was like, well, I just want to feel like my family thinks I'm great or my direct community. But now it's like, no, now I need the world to everyone think I'm on Snapchat. Well, I, yeah, the like, goal it's not enough. Keeps moving. Sure. Right, it's not enough that the people at my work think I'm funny. I need America to think I'm funny. I need to get <laughs> a thousand likes on my joke, like whatever. And I mean, how do you even? How you can't be satisfied ever with that? Yeah. Oh my gosh! This nice is, work, This has Allison. given us a lot to think about. Sure has. <laughs> Jesus, I, I came to make jokes. <laughs> uh, let's see what. Oh yeah, I'm on Patreon. Patreon. Daniel, did you notice that it sounds different than last time? Patreon. <laughs> what did he change it from last week? He added a voice. Mm. Oh. Patreon. Patreon. Which voice? There's two versus three. Patreon!
Patreon. The crazy thing is that it sounds like Jenna Kim Jones is in there. Yeah. Oh. So it's it's me, Renee. I heard my grandma that died twenty years ago tonight. <laughs> you. Who's the Who's the other one? The it's Patreon. The three of us. You, me, oh, and Renee. Oh, didn't you do that last week? No, it was me and Renee. I don't know. Anyway, there's a third voice now. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. All sorts of fun stuff. Bonus, etc. cetera. Uh, anything you would like to know about me, go to AllisonRosen.com. Um, leave us a nice review and download and subscribe and all that on Apple Podcasts, formerly called i. It's still called iTunes, right? They're just. I, I think w- it's interchangeable. I worry about that too sometimes. I will say I'm used to saying iTunes. I think now they want use you to the say app. Apple yeah. Podcasts. So or listen, something. listen. We we should as podcasters, which we all are. It's my identity <laughs> in, in in a way. Uh. We can all work on saying Apple Podcasts, but I think let's not beat ourselves up if we say iTunes. I just you I can don't. get to them through the iTunes Store. That's right. Mm-hmm. I uh, like that. Yeah, let's not beat ourselves up. Let's not follow me. I love it. Twitter, Instagram, Allison Rosen, Jordan. Where might we find you? Well, uh, and Jeff, I'm going to take out my phone so I can get a plug thing ready. So I hope the buzzing doesn't happen. I got my bumper dinged at the swat and gobble. <laughs> That's, I don't know if that applies here. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I do a podcast called Jordan Jesse Go. You can find that on Apple Podcasts or wherever mm. you listen to your shows. Uh, and we are going on tour starting in June. How fun. Uh, Jordan Jesse Go, we are coming to Minneapolis, Chicago, Seattle, Portland, Brooklyn, Boston, Washington, D.C., and Austin. Uh, I think we might add an L.A. show in there and a Northern California show, but right now that's what we got booked, uh, starting June 12th in Minneapolis and uh, ending there in Austin on June 29th. You can go to MaximumFun.org slash Summer Boys of Summer to get those tickets. Uh, MaximumFun.org slash Summer Boys of Summer, and we have uh, really, really cool guests at all those shows. How fun! Uh, so yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of Max Fun favorites. Uh, will be out at those shows with us, uh, and it's going to be a hoot. So come out starting June twelfth. That sounds fun. It'll be fun, I think. A tour? Are you going to get a tour bus? No, I don't uh, think we'll probably rent a car. Maybe a Hyundai or a Dodge. Is it going to have a stripper pole in it? Oh, you know it's going to have a stripper <laughs> pole, baby. Sweet, <laughs> Daniel. I what I want people to do is go to uh, my Twitter or my uh, other show's Twitter, The Watching Hour, and find the link to my Discord. I just set up a Discord chat. Uh, I guess they call it a server to talk about Game of Thrones. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones all season, but also there's other shows that I'm interested in we talk about. We could talk about Westworld. We could talk about Twin Peaks. We can talk about Killing Eve. Um, Discord is uh, a fun site that's just basically a group tra- group chat. And, uh, you know, come join the fun. It's yeah. going to be a party. All the white supremacy memes you can find are on Discord. Yeah, get them and, sh- and share them. <laughs> share those memes. <laughs> share the memes. I've never been on Discord, and I feel okay about that. It's basically Slack no, I, for I, gamers. I, yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Hmm. Dave? My little monthly variety show, The Junk Show, turns five years old on Sunday, hey. April 14th. Yeah. So don't stand and watch Congrats. Game of Thrones. Come out to watch live comedy, and there's some of my favorites on the show. It should be a real fun uh, variety show of sorts. And um, I have albums online. If you want to listen to some stand-up comedy, 
several of them. And I do a podcast called The Space Cave, spacecave.com, or on Apple Podcasts, as we're all saying now. And um, you can follow me on the social media things as well, um, just by searching my name, Huntsberger, H-U-N-T-S-B-E-R-G-E-R. Wonderful, Jeff. Humped a booger? <laughs> Jeff, I didn't need that. You're a goddamn bully. You're a little digital bully over there. You love doing that. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagrams at Colonel Jeff Fox. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Rosen is your new best friend